past in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town. An original Dungeons and Dragons adventure and former Olympic gold medalist figure skater Tara Lipinski approved. Ooh. I am Jamie, your host and game master. <laughs> and to the video box below me, we have Justice Donatello Whiskers, the pure, my friends. Roger, will you swim fence? Uh, now me. Apple. Yeah! Orelis. And that's it! I thought there was another one, but those are right, that's everyone we have! That's it. That's amazing. Hell yeah. Jared, hit us with that sweet, sweet recap. Last time on MQBD! The gang realized they had a lot to collect in this damn spire from a lot of damn people. They still need a sensor and an orb from Augur Corvida. They also need destinescence from someone named Dahlia. So the boys went to the last tower left to explore, the Sacrificial Grove. Inside the tower was an impossible meadow with trees, some ashen white. There were signs of torture going on at some point in time on one of the white trees. Then a glowing orb of light appeared and got the team to follow it. The glowing orb was actually a spirit and turned into Dahlia, who gave them the destinescence that they needed. They also saw the word upbunk, which happened to be a code word that led Pete the Duck to reveal a secret message from Morgan. Is that how you say it? Um, the, the secret no, that's message our from... Strahd character. Yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. I don't, I'm trying to figure out who's character from Morrigan. Morrigan. Morgan. Reveal a secret message from Morrigan. Morrigan said oh, a... Morrigan. No, no, no. Gin. <laughs> like, Jimmy, like here's a note for you. Make the names easier, brother. <laughs> Get the names right, brother. <laughs> Morrigan said a lot, but to sum it up, Morrigan's evil, baby. Even though the gang is ready to stab the tree and go find Morrigan, Joa, and whatever else waits for them down under the spire, they decided to try and find the sensor and the orb first. So they went deeper into the grove to find a giant sacrificial Stonehenge situation thing. They found the sensor, a knob that shoots fire, and a spooky skeleton. Who is the skeleton? Where is the orb? And what dark secrets wait for the quest boys under the spire of violent destinies? Find out now. You stand in the sacrificial grove, an area that closely resembles being outside, and you stand on dry, cracked, dead soil as you stare down at this skeleton uh, and he is seated, leaning against uh, one of the tall rocks from the henge um, that has that had fallen over and there appears to be words carved into the stone's broadside. And you hear the central, the 
the centil. You hear the lentils. You hear the lentils. The lentils are are are, are cooking and boiling, and they're they're going to be tasty. Mm, I eat mm. the lentils. Ooh, you eat the lentils. Roll a Constitution saving throw. Three. They're poison lentils. You, you, you take forty-four points of poison David. damage. I'm Basic D and D. You never eat the lentils. Yeah, they they were magic poison lentils. Okay, what's going uh, on? I have no idea. You all hear. <laughs> you all hear above you from outside, and you can even see through oh? the holes in the rocky spire surrounding you, uh, dark clouds that begin the low rumble of thunder. What do you do? Ooh. What do the words say? You examine the words. The words seem to be carved into the side of the stone somehow, and they read, do not attempt the ritual of the raven using only the censer. Create not any more abominations. Leave fallen stones sit where they lie. And then, as you finish reading that, you can hear a furious scratching sound. It, but it's very muffled. You can just barely hear it. I mean, it sounds like it's coming from underneath the stone. And it look as you look down, sure enough, the stone seems to have it be much bigger than, but covering a pit. Hmm. There's a pit underneath the stone? Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it's like the stone is blocking off the top of the pit, and it sounds to you, Rondre, and, and you guys also hear it if yeah, you guys also can yeah, hear it. There's like a muffled scratching, like the sound of claws on stone. Uh, there's something down there. Um, okay. I will go up to the stone. I'll go up to the stone. I, just, I don't need to do my character direction in my voice. <laughs> Unless you're um, saying that out loud. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'll go up to the stone and uh, I'll listen to it and I'll say, hello? You hear no response from the stone. Roger, did you say it said to leave, leave the stone where it is? I imagine that Rondri read the inscription out loud. I imagine he did too. And now I imagine that Rondri can't hear what I'm asking him. <laughs> yeah, Rondri's just staring at the stone, listening to the to the thing, and is like, and is like, he's in the zone, just thinking about what could be underneath. I believe that is what the stone he said out loud, and I can read it now. It says, "Don't lift it up." Look, Please. we have the sensor. Why don't we just leave this place, go up to the labyrinth and get the orb and destroy the tree and save the day? Leave this thing underneath this stone and go on our merry way. I agree. Crobin nods vigorously. But there could be something underneath there. I think we know that there is, but... <laughs> the skeleton tells us not to go lifting the stone. So, I don't know, maybe listen to the dead. Don't go lifting fallen stones. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like that this skeleton looks so comfortable leaning up against this rock with such a creepy message carved on it. Uh, I wish I, like that. I wish we could talk to the skeleton. I'm going to cast Spare the Dying on it, even though I know it does nothing. I'm just going to take my two lodestones, rub them together, and then it's going to go like... 
and then I'm going to place it on the skeleton. <laughs> it's nice. not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, so, so as you <laughs> place those lodestones on the skeleton, uh, you can see that it is sitting in a very like calm, almost serene position with its legs crossed. Uh, like it died in, you know, like almost a meditative sitting position leaned up against this rock. Uh, there are, a, there's a pair of glasses perched on its face. I will take those glasses and put them on. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Rondra, you lift the glasses off this skeleton's face oh, no. and place them atop your own when all of a sudden you can <laughs> see clearly. Now the rain is gone. No, the rain is actually just maybe starting. Uh, the thunder grows uh, louder. But you, your blurred vision that you had incurred earlier, all of a sudden you can see as if brand new. These glasses are great. Uh, there is also on the skeleton a rusted dagger in one of its hands, uh, a, a four small squat corked jars uh, sitting in its lap. Is there anything in the jars? You pick up the jars. One is empty. And there are three that seem to be containing some sort of viscous, dark green liquid that even through the bottle emanate a choking, acrid smell. Whoa. This might be your speed, Crobin. And I hand the jars to Crobin. What is it? It seems like maybe poison? I, I don't know. It smells awful. Does it appear to be magical? Roll an arcana check. Big four. Ooh. You're not sure. The okay. liquid isn't, doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. It is, it is just viscous, dark green liquid. May I, may I look at those? Yeah, here. Uh, that's a 15 arcana. Okay, yeah, you examine this, this liquid in these small uh, jars, and uh, they don't seem inherently magical. Nothing about this screams magic. There's no arcane sigils or anything on it. Uh, as far as you know, as far as you can manage to tell, it's, it seems to be mundane. Do the bottles have a skull and crossbones depicted on them? I'm a profession in poisoner's kit, so I would know if it did. Gotcha. No, 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 there's no, you would uh, know that most poisoners don't carry around big skull and crossbones on their bottles, but uh, roll, roll a, perf a poisoner's kit proficiency check. I got a 10. Perfect. That is exactly what I set the DC at. Uh, yeah, you can tell this is definitely some kind of poison. It's a potent poison. Um, okay. It's not like anything you've come across before. It's, it's uh, strong stuff. It only took one of the four bottles to kill this guy, so. What do you mean? Oh, he's, Jamie's not giving anything away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk. I'm the narrator. <laughs> he, all right. Well, I'll say it in character then. Must have just taken one to kill the, this fella. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> Why would <laughs> must be strong stuff? And I'll pocket uh, three of them, and I'll um, I'll dip my dagger in it, sheath my dagger. Why would Wait. he kill himself, though? I my theory is that he was sitting on this rock, preventing it from being lifted up. Oh, then we should lift it. What are you? What? No. What? No. Were you not listening at all when you read the words on the stone? No, that was the list thing I was saying. 
That makes so much sense. Maybe we should. <laughs> I hate you so much. Laundry to sit on it. <laughs> I don't want to sit on this. I want to open it. Maybe we should open it and stick Rondry down there. Uh, I'll right. go first. Rondry, it was a joke. Whatever's down there would probably rip you apart. Are there any other carvings or anything notable about this henge or the, or specifically like the platform or any of the henge surfaces that face into the platform? As you walk around the stone circle, your eyes do pick up on something you had not noticed before. On the inside of the tall standing stones facing inwards are faded paintings showing these robed druids dancing around the circle. One is playing a small wind instrument, one is swinging a smoking censer, and the third druid has been covered up by dried blood. There are druids standing in the center of the circle showing a transformation uh, with little kind of lines showing a transformation of somebody with a normal looking head to somebody with a bird head. Mm-hmm. But there is also that. on the on the final bird-headed one, there is an area above their shoulders and head that is completely smeared and covered up with dried blood as well. Olga is going to turn us into a fucking bird. Certainly seems like these tools are tools of evil. Galavan, can you use your... Cleaning magic and show us what's behind the b- b- blood. Ooh, why yes, <laughs> and now um, I'll cast. Um, why yes, of course, and I'll cast prestidigitation. As you clear away the dried blood from the uh, the third druid participating in the ritual. You see that the druid is holding aloft a orb and uh, like seems to be emanating magic from it. And as you clear off the dried blood from the final transformed crowhead person, you see that above this crow person's shoulders and head are these, uh, th- their arms go up and these large black wings uh, kind of unfurl from underneath their arms, uh, which strikes you as different from the crow-headed people that you fought uh, 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 I remember something. What's that? Um, am I allowed to remember whatever I want, Jamie, or do I have to roll an intelligence check? If you remember it, you remember it. If you don't remember, that's the only time I have you roll an intelligence From the D-D-D-D-D-P-Duck. The message from Morrigan. Morrigan. And as a Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you the first time. She, she, she said that D- D- Dahlia was one of the... Let me get my notes. <laughs> would, you, would you like me to repeat it, sir? Yeah, repeat yeah, What did she say? Say that part again. He opens up his bill. After all, she was one of the last we turned with the old ways before I hid away the orb and I was finally able to make some real progress with those new and improved birds of prelude. <laughs> Aha! Dahlia, there must have been some other b- b- birds of prelude. Take it away, Whiskers. Yes, yes. I'm not following any of this. And Whiskers will <laughs> scratch his chin. <laughs> I, I, I'm not either, Whiskers. 
I think I am following it, but I also must say she sounded very evil. Right, she was. Dahlia was one of the birds of prelude, but not one of the bad ones that we thought. She was something else, something that Morrigan didn't want around anymore. And with that, a bolt of lightning (laughs) crashes through the air. Um, while they're all talking about this, I'm flipping through the the dusty yellow tome, the Birds of Prelude, and I'm seeing if I can find any information on this orb or like what it might have been switched out for. And the orb is yeah. one of the things that we're trying to collect, right? The orb, the sensor, and the ocarina. So Absolutely. maybe... Oh, I, let's pretend I said that in character. So m- <laughs> maybe Augur Corvida's not going to turn us into mindless crow zombies. She better not. Shink! Shink! My arrangement with her was quite different as far as I understand it. Oh yeah, you were making goo-goo eyes at her. <laughs> you, are, you are very correct, Pen. What you are these that. goo eyes? Now goo-goo eyes, Rondri. Crobin. familiar. He was fancying on her. Crobin, so what you're saying is that Augur Corvida isn't trying to turn us into birds? Probably not, unless she forces us to to stay in the monastery. (laughs) That's not going to happen. Birds of prelude. Uh, Look what I found here in this book. You find in the book (laughs) information showing this ritual of the raven. Uh, It seems to be one of the oldest practices of these, these monks, these birds of prelude that existed. It shows how uh, with these three magical devices that have been passed down in generations of, of veil worshippers, um, an orb, a censer, and an ocarina, it seems to be the final rite of passage for these monks, uh, this ritual process that they undergo, where uh, the other, the druids actually do the ritual, but the monks in the center of the ritual circle are transformed into these hybrid uh, were crow, were raven type folk, um, but everything you kind of there's like a little part in the margins about it that you can read. Uh, it seems like it doesn't do anything but that, and it is a voluntary transformation on their part that they can turn on and off. Does it have a record of like how many Whoa, have been transformed? Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, it does not. Shit. Remember, <laughs> remember, okay, I got to keep it in. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no Why? I'm going to save this one. You son of a... Uh, if they did this so often, where are the were-raven? The what? what? The where? Did you say... Did Rondry say all the shit that that Jamie just that described? That I told him? Yeah. Yeah. Raven, uh, where? Uh, uh, oh, no, oh, were-raven. Sh- oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> are you okay, Grubin? Do you need I to just, go to the bathroom? I just r- realized something. W- when they leapt off the c- cliff, when the, when the, the. Yes, oh spit God. it out. <laughs> I'm having so much hard times trying to remember everybody's names from when we used to record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, thinking of maybe Prophet Onaya? No. Who leapt off the yeah, top yeah, of yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. Prophet Onaya, who, <laughs> who fell off the. <laughs> Oh, no, I wasn't thinking of Prophet Onaya. Virgil? Aha, I got you! No, I'm just Not kidding. Virgil. Virgil either. The, uh, Crowman. 
The Birdman? Crowman and his his good girl. Yeah, the Birdman and his good girl girlfriend monk. Cassandra. C Cassandra. Maybe she found a way to. Oh, found a way I to see. Now I do understand at least that part. And also for Prophet Onaya. <laughs> Maybe she's still alive. Right, there's a lot of names and a lot of people. But what I say we do is we leave <laughs> this cursed skeleton and his suicide here. And we I agree, on... we should lift up the rock. No. Oh, that's no. not what he I said. Don't, I don't think, I I don't think anybody's saying case. that. Andre, if you want to lift the rock, go ahead and lift the rock. But we're going to go up to the labyrinth and find that orb, because I know it's there. Well, I'm just going to stand here and laugh at Rondre while he tries to lift the rock, actually. Fine, I won't lift the rock. What if the uh, orb is in there? Blast. Uh, That's a good point. We should lift the rock. Crowbin, why? <laughs> do, do we know where it is? Uh, if you guys want to rest for a little bit, I, I might be able to see through the rock and see if there's anything magical down there. That's I could use a little sleepy poo. Better than just doing it for no reason. You're <laughs> 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 getting a little stormy. It does seem like something's happening. Yeah, another bolt of thunder. Yes. Is there any rain or just just thunder, lightning and thunder? Just lightning and thunder right now. Hmm. Look, something doesn't want us here. Thuldeus is upon us. <laughs> and as you say that, there are two large cracks of thunder. <laughs> and not only does there, uh, well, not only is that they are then followed by. An extraordinarily loud cracking sound that is then preceded by the sound of many, many, many feet, hundreds of feet what? of rock structure oh. crashing to the ground. What? And it, it, the ground atop the, the, the mountain that you are on shakes for probably a solid 20 seconds as there is an immense crash coming from the outer or the inner courtyard area. Crobin looks at each of them and then takes off running back to the courtyard area. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, I'll follow. Um, I'm going to stay by the rock for a second and look at it, and then I'm going to follow. Okay. <laughs> Rondri, as you do, you're kind of standing there just staring at the rock. You don't see anything or hear anything other than the furious scratching from underneath the rock, but you, you do hear a soft tinkling sound like from pee? off. Yeah, there's some dude. He's peeing, like right <laughs> on the rocks. It's super disrespectful. Just tell him to stop. <laughs> stop. No. You hear like a sparkly tinkling sound, like the sound of a wind chime made of crystal or something. Mm. From far off, from from about sixty feet away from you, uh, in the in the kind of rolling hills, uh, down off the, the the big hill that you guys are on, you hear it coming uh, from over there. Like farther in. Like like kind of off by um the the white trees. Okay. That uh, that you guys investigated last time. They're kind. Of, it's he hears it coming from kind of off over there. 
as I'm running to catch up and be like, Sir, sir, did you hear that that cool crystal noise? You're talking about the explosion, Rondre. No, there's a cool crystal noise in the far off trees. Yeah, I don't really respond, I don't think. Sir. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, just just heard, like, we just, just heard like, this massive collapse. I feel like anything Rondre is saying just yeah. is like gobbledygook. Yeah. yeah. Rond- Rondre, you're just like catching up, trying to catch up to him and trying to tell him this thing and, and like looking over your shoulder where you saw the thing. And you can see as you look over in the direction of the, the sparkly tinkling noise, about 60 feet away between like, like equidistant between two of these ashen trees, there is a golden richly adorned chest that looks entirely out of place in the middle of the grove. And yet you carry on running behind Whiskers and you all make it out into the inner courtyard, which is choked uh, with dust that is just now beginning to settle as you get out there. And you can see that the monk's spire, the roosts, oh, was struck by lightning no. and has come crumbling down to the ground. No, 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 no. Where there is just a pile, massive, massive two-story pile of black rocky debris blocking your entrance and exit and presumably taking the labyrinth with it. Great. So there goes the orb. Unless it's under the rock or in that really cool golden chest. What is this? What? You guys didn't see that really cool golden chest? While Rondri's talking to them, Wizards is going to start throwing uh, rocks. Trying to get the pile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same with... Uh, uh, me. It is a massive. <laughs> gotcha. It is a massive pile of rubble. It would take you. Um, it's like probably a, days to excavate all. Yeah, it's the entire like, monk's. You know, tower. we gotta try. We gotta We're try. Like, you gotta yeah. try. You gotta try. Mad respect for trying. And you find Good job. <laughs> you find the orb. It's right there. It's under the. You you lift the first stone right under the first stone. It's there. Right there. It's, it's always broken. the first place you look. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, no, you lift you lift some stones for a while and throw them apart. But as you after about ten minutes of that, you look down and you can see that you've hardly made any progress at all on this massive stone pile. Well, I'll uh, put my hand on their shoulders and alternatively give them guidance for whatever they're doing. <laughs> I mean, I'll good, roll good if, job. if I can roll. Good job, but. Uh... Noah doesn't. I was kind of just oh, doing it for flavor, here. but I know. So no, if you I. want to, if you want to search through the rubble, you can. <laughs> yeah, I do. Of course, I want to. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Roll a perception check with guidance. Um, it sounds like. Do you mm-hmm. want to uh, help me with that, Whiskers? Yeah, yeah. I just rolled myself, but I can give you the advantage. Okay, I rolled a thirteen. My perception is plus four, so seventeen. Guidance plus three is. 21. No, 20. Nice. <laughs> wow. I think you mean Tootie. <laughs> tootie. 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 <laughs> Big boy Tootie. Oh, dirty Fresh Tootie. Fruity. Dirty Tootie. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad we're recording uh, solo online now because now you guys don't have to worry when I make dirty Tooties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sticking by that joke. So underneath the rubble, as you lift up, you see something sticking out from it. It's a black handle. And when you grab it and pull it out, it looks like a pair of nunchucks. <gasps> black oh, nunchucks. You do always come back, nunchucks. I love you, Whiskers. <laughs> I love you, nunchucks. It's sentient. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Oh, yes. Uh, no, I'll lift up the nunchucks and be like, oh, yeah, well, that's nice. 
and I'll put them in my Do mouth. Do I find any nunchucks? <laughs> you did. You found that pair of nunchucks. Oh, can I find another pair? <laughs> <laughs> you find one pair of nunchucks. Ah, shit. Well, I guess let's go back in and check. What, what did you say, Rondra? You said you saw something? Yeah, there's a cool golden chest. Interesting. Why, why would it be out here? I don't know, but I want to open it. Let's go. I mean, this is futile, I'm sorry to say, but I don't think you're getting very far there. What do you say, sir? Well, the tower's destroyed. There's no going into the labyrinth, so I suppose let's go. Wait, wait, can we can we hold on one sec, Whiskers? Yes, what's up? The, yes. the what? The, the labyrinth. And I've always said it that way. I've never said it differently before. I've never heard that word before. What does that mean? It's, it's like a, British. It's like a maze, dear Pen. Like a maze. Oh, a maze. Just like the maze of what we're supposed to do. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right, well, let's go check out this <laughs> chest that uh, Rondre apparently throws found. himself from the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fly back up. Oh, no, you're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, whiskers will just uh, <laughs> whiskers will just. Crobin <laughs> uh, going to hell is one of my all-time favorites so far. <laughs> I can't wait for that story arc. It'd be a great story arc. Uh, okay, we go inside back to the. Thing. Okay, great. You guys head back to the sacrificial grove, and you walk down the flagstone pathway. And again, Rondri, you hear soft, sparkly tinkling off in, the, off in the distance. And you all begin to hear this crystal wind chime tinkling. Krobin's slicing the pie and stealthing behind trees. <laughs> nice, slice that pie. Great callback. You see about 60 feet off, this golden, richly adorned chest. Again, looks entirely out of place. And behind it, you see the black goat poking his head out ever so slightly, staring right in your direction. And then as it sees you and it sees you see it, it kind of ducks its head I back behind the chest again. after the goat. <laughs> oh, oh no, And I good. shoot at it. Yeah, same. Excellent. I was slicing okay. the pie, so I would have seen that right away. That's a very good point. You were slicing the pie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I had a 15 uh, stealth as well. Which it was That's rolled true. with disadvantage, by the way. Ooh, nice. Did you roll it? Why did you roll it with disadvantage? Because when you said goat, I re-rolled, but my first roll was lower, so I kept it. Well done. Thank you for saving us all time. Uh, and no, then me wasting time to. explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yes, please roll the hit. Uh, and Whiskers, you're running. So I got a 20 dirt tootie to hit. Oh, that dirt toot. Hits, uh, and it is, wait, dirty toot, dirty toot? Yeah, dirty toot hits. Uh, Whiskers, you are running up to it as you, you're almost within range. Crobin, you're crossbow bolt, yes? Do I get sneak attack? I can't tell because no. I had advantage and disadvantage. No, only if you get you advantage. do not, because they were canceled out. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right, okay, then I got four okay, damage okay. to the roll okay. one. Okay, cool. Your bolt goes streaking through the air and plunges into this thing, uh, and right as that is happening, Whiskers, you are running at the chest, 
please roll me a dexterity saving throw. 14. Nice, okay, even with disadvantage, you run at this goat and the crossbow bolt sticks into it. And right as it is like, it, uh, right as it, it seems to be like evaporating into like a black, you know how it like steps out of uh, this plane? It, it peeks around the chest and it flashes you uh, like a like an ominous look with its horrible horizontal eyes. And then it, you see its eyes kind of woof, vanish into out of existence. And right as that is happening, you look down and you see that the ground beneath you, there is like this dirty, there's like this, you know, dead soil, but your foot lands and then it keeps going. And it goes through the soil as if the soil was an illusion of some kind. But before you fall all the way through, you pull yourself back just in time and kind of stumble backwards and you see kind of flickering in and out of existence in like a 10 foot radius around this chest. And it's like a seven foot radius around this chest. Uh, you see the ground, it's gonna matter, trust me. <laughs> you see the uh, the dead soil kind of flicker in and out like an illusion. I is the chest through. flickering as well? No. And the chest is on a three foot radius platform, is that what you're saying? It is not on a platform. It seems to be hovering in above. seven-foot circle platform. At the top of I mean, this, yeah. illusion mm -hmm. thing, whatever. I uh, do that thing where I, like, stop on my tippy toes and wave both my arms in, in nice. circles to keep my balance. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> yeah you whoa, do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Crobin is running to catch up, and what Crobin does is as do, do I also now see that it's flickering since he discovered it or no? You do, and you can see down into the dark. There's a dark pit built underneath it that is lined with sharp Spikes. Well, Crobin does a fucking triple front flip and lands uh, standing onto the uh, chest. Oh, yeah? Can yeah. you do that? What's your jump? I don't know. I'm sure I can jump seven feet, though. That's not that far. Probably? Yeah, probably. I'll throw, seven I'll throw feet. Him. That's not that Yeah. That's throw a, him. There we go. This yeah, is why I ask these that's questions. That's right. I leap off of his <laughs> uh, little, you know, fireman's yeah. foot carry yeah. thing. And he flips me, and since he's doing that, I actually do 25 flips, and then I land. <laughs> uh, roll like an acrobatics check. Spider Man on the fucking... If you want to flip to the chest. I mean, obviously, I want to flip to the chest. I don't even care if it means that I may not make it because I tried roll. to flip. No, no, roll with advantage because this is awesome. But the DC is high. Hmm. I rolled the same thing twice again. Weird. Damn. Uh, and I'm pretty confident that I'm going to end up impaled on some spikes. I got oh, no. An 11. Oh, no. Oh, God. So you whoom, leap off of Whiskers' hand, a, furf, a perfect uh, dismount whoom, up in the air. Not, I guess not dismount. I don't know. Whoom, a perfect launch pad whoom, up into the air. You flip, you flip for over and over several times, and then you come down a bit too far. You actually overshot it. And your feet catch on the ch on the chest, and you fall backwards. Roll a dexterity saving throw to see if you can catch onto the chest before you fall into the pit. Uh, is the goat still here? The goat is not, so you don't need to roll with disadvantage. Thank God. Uh, twenty-two. Ooh, a tootie-two. A tootie-tootie is very good. Um, you manage to catch on. Uh, you can manage to like spin your body around and wrap your arms around the chest at the very last minute, Ooh. holding tight to it, clasping onto the, the ornaments I on wanted. the side. It's perfect. Yeah, you got it, man. You are I mean, hanging off the chest. 
Can I be uh, fashioning a lasso to try to <laughs> grab him out of it? Your farmer background? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. My Boy Scout background. I clamber on to the chest. You do so. And I open the chest. Okay. Oh, no, no. I check the, tra- I chest, check the <laughs> chest for traps. All right. Roll a perception check. Yeah. Just <laughs> in time. Oh, my God. That was close. 14 perception. Okay. 14. You examine the chest. There doesn't even seem to be a, a lock on this chest. Just a little latch that kind of a metal latch that hooks on the front uh, with a pair of dice kind of ornamented on it. On the latch? On the latch, yes. And uh, and the dice seem to be, as you examine it further, the eyes on a face, a smiling face. Uh, uh, God. You also realize it would be awfully hard to open this chest while on it. So the chest, it only takes up space that, like, it's the only standable space in this circle. Correct. And I let my lasso go. All right. Roll a lasso check. Am I standing on top of the chest at this point? What is that? I imagine you could be standing or sitting on it. Yeah. I think I'm like crouching on it. So whatever Ronji's doing, that's what I'm doing. All righty. Ronji, roll a two hit. Do I add anything? Yeah, your dex. It's a ranged attack. Um, And you can roll with advantage because I'm assuming Krobin is going to try and help you by grabbing it. If I see what he's doing. Hey, Krobin, I'm going to lasso you in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, baby, glad I had advantage. That's a 21, a 2d1. 2d1. Nice, yeah. Uh, Are you trying to lasso it around Krobin or the chest? Uh, I'm trying to get Krobin. And uh, and then if uh, Krobin, hold on to the chest and I'll get you. All right, so so the lasso goes around me, and I'll cinch it. I mean, if this is this is what I imagine I would like to do. Yeah, for uh, sure. The lasso, I like s- snake up into it as I see it coming. I you know mm-hmm. give the assist there. For sure. And I cinch it around my waist so that if I fall, I don't fall into a spike pit. Yes, you do and that. And then, so does this chest? How big is this thing? Is it like? I imagine that I could stand on it, but what is it like? 20 inches, 30 inches across, and like... It's it's a little big. It's almost like footlocker sized. It's almost about, it's about, I'd say it's maybe like three and a half, four feet wide. Whoa, maybe okay. two feet tall. Is there another person in this thing? It's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, there, it's a dwarf coffin. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any dwarves in this world. Oh yeah, we do. They're evil. They're German. Not that Germans are evil. They're like, they're, I'm sorry. That was, that was anti-German. I'm sorry. I know that. I know that that's not right. We're gonna lose they all our German sort of, listeners. They were a bit Third Reichy. The, the dwarves in this world were a bit Third Reichy. Yeah. Yes. And not German. Nicht Deutsch. Um, necessarily. Sorry. Da. That's uh, Russian. Yeah, that's Russian. Oh, Damn it. Uh, so he reels um, in the chest. So does it have handles on it or like what's, how, how can we reel in a, like a massive chest is what I'm wondering. Great question. There are no handles on it. Wrap your legs around it. Uh, flex your legs and hold it with your legs like a horse. Whiskers, uh, you might want to help Ronji with the rope. But wait, 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 wait. Don't pull. pull. I, Do what Whiskers said. What did Whiskers say? Ride it like a god-danged horse, mate. 
Okay, good. <laughs> but I've, I don't know how heavy the chest is at, at all. Could be full of anything, lead, gold. You can turn lead into gold, actually, uh, by getting a philosopher's stone. Yeah, yeah, very fascinating, Rondre. Of- We're trying to figure this out right now, but this whole place crumbles down on us. Right. Well, what if, what can I? All right, I'm gonna take the lasso off me, and I'm gonna try to tie the lasso in such a way, like almost like a present is wrapped with a ribbon. So it's like, hmm. uh, you know, like, uh, can I get under? No, I can't. How do I get under the chest? How about this? I'll use the lasso to sort of make a hitch around the chest, sort of in the in the way that I can. Like horizontally around the sides? You can do that for sure. You I like pull it taut. You and Rondri work together yeah. to pull it taut and you slowly wrap it around the sides of the chest. Wait, 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 I have an idea. Tie something onto the latch so that you can pull open the chest. Make a tightrope between the chest and here, and then walk on the or or walk on the tightrope and open the chest as you come back. What if the chest is super light? Well, you will we, know we when don't you know step how on it. Heavy it is. So if I step on a tightrope, could could pull the chest and me into the pit. But if it's heavy, then I can't lift it. Are there any trees nearby? Uh, they are kind of, yeah, there's two ashen trees. Um, they, it, this chest is kind of 30 feet away from both. Do they seem st- sturdy? Can I, like, make a pulley system out of it? Oh, these are very old, like, kind of ancient trees. They've been here a long time. They're definitely sturdy. Uh, How would we, you go about making a pulley system? Uh, uh, here's the idea. I'm going to take the rope. You see, and I'm gonna rope it over the uh, the branch here to give it kind of a, a lifting fulcrum point, and then all three of us we're gonna pull on the rope as hard as we can, as fast as we can. Therefore, catapulting it into the air with as much force so that it clears the pathway, and Crowman flies to safety in the arms of Whiskers. I open my arms. <laughs> I like it. Crowman I like just, it a lot. Crowman is just stammering so hard that. He- that he can't get a word out, and I assume that he continues doing so until you try to execute this plan. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Is that what happens? It seems dangerous. I, I think you can risk putting a little bit of weight on the tightrope to see if it, the chest budges, and then you know whether it can hold you. And if it can hold you, you can open the chest and see what's in there. Whatever and we do, we need to hurry, because this place might crumble down on top of us. So, Morrison... You're su- Galvin suggesting that we tie the rope to the latch, to a chest, to to the chest, to the chest, to the chest, and and see if it's heavy enough to support your weight. And if it is, yeah. you can just walk on it and open the chest because your weight will be off it. So I'll be tightrope walking. Yeah. Over the pit. Yeah. Dude, I'm. Versus being catapulted. <laughs> versus being catapulted <laughs> over the pit. <laughs> I have pulleys. I'm going to go with the craziest plan. Crobin just has the utmost confidence in his abilities. Okay. So, so which plan do you want to do? <laughs> uh, sir, do you have a plan? <laughs> I feel like the crazier the better. So really stretch that imagination. <laughs> we pimp some. I mean, I mean, don't... don't <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, Whiskers. I mean, I don't want to... Oh, are you up talking to me? I knew you didn't know. (laughs) We're looking right at you. All right, so stretch the 
Let's do the one where I fly through the air, because that's crazy. Yeah. So okay. you, let me get this straight. You wrap the rope around the branch of one of the trees. Yeah, like the tallest, sturdiest branch of a tree. Like okay. on the opposite side of the right. tree from, right, right, right. you know, so you can loop yeah. around the tree like in, sure. a, in a fork of a branch. Yeah. Definitely. Which is going to um, act as a, you know, like a fulcrum. single pulley. Yeah. Gotcha. And then what happens? And then all three of us are just going to pull the rope as hard and fast as we can. And I'm going to leap in the air at the same. Krobin's going to leap in the air and do a fucking sick dive roll maneuver onto land releasing the weight from the chest at the perfect moment that's going to send the chest and Krobin flying through the air like a couple of circus boys. Okay. Let's roll it. couple of circus boys. A couple of circus boys. So, all right. So you guys bring the rope over to this ash tree. You wrap it around the topmost, or not the topmost, but a middle branch that looks very strong and sturdy. Very, like it's it's about half the size of, uh, or not half the size, it's like a quarter of the size of the trunk itself, so it's very thick. And you all ready yourselves to pull, and everybody who's pulling, roll a strength check. And Krobin, since you are trying to just ride this thing to victory and glory, I think that's another acrobatics check. Can we do athletics? Uh, Yeah, this would be, yeah, 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 absolutely athletics, if you're proficient. Well, boys, I only got a 21. Since I'm using my smarts to do this, can I use my intelligence possibly instead of a strength check? No. Uh. <laughs> How are you? Since I'm since I'm rope? like kind of leading the effort. Smart of a <laughs> since I'm kind of leading the effort and like encouraging people, can I use my charisma? If you don't touch the rope at all and you're just helping, then. Nah. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I still no. I'll tell you what, if you guys don't want to use the rope, you guys can just give your intelligence and charisma modifiers to Whiskers for his role. Oh, no, that's right. awesome. Okay, so you're going to pull uh, then, Galvin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Whiskers, you just get Rondri's intelligence modifier cool. added to your role. What is it? Because he's like Plus telling three. you how the best, like the best angle for the fulcrum, and 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 you don't understand it, but he's kind of adjusting your hips and your stance a little bit. That helped. I rolled bad. That's a 16. Well, heck yeah. And what did you roll, Galvin? 15. Excellent. So what happens is you all, Galvin and Whiskers, you get on this rope. Can I get a one, two, three from you guys? One, two, two and then comes three. three. And you guys heave on this chest as hard as you can, as fast. You start pulling in that direction. Krobin, you latch onto this chest and with Almost no resistance. <laughs> this chest goes hurtling through the air, up wow. and over, and then crash lands about 10 feet beyond the edge of the pit. And it just digs into the dirt, uh, and it tries to buck you off because it just smashes into the dirt so hard. But you hold on to the top, and you actually do a front flip like you intended, <laughs> up over the chest, opening yeah, the chest, revealing yeah. its contents. Can I catch him in my open arms? So it was a super yes, light chest. Yes, you have. Wait, what did you say, Noah? Is it what? so? It was a super light chest, and the tight roping wouldn't have worked. Uh, the tight. Sorry, can you, you said, guys hear that? Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. You said almost. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you, dumb dog. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> you, dog. Um, uh, I'm just wondering if the Hold chest on. was super light, and if it would have been a disaster to tightrope walk it. Uh, you know. 
I won't tell. I'll never tell. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> you said there was almost no resistance, that's all. No, that's fair. Let me deal with Gertie real quick, because she's going to keep barking if I don't go and okay. check on her. Okay. Jamie's going to deal with his cute little freaking dog. Yeah, yeah. we're going to sit here. Aww. We're going to sit here and wait. Gertie uh, and Flirty on Instagram, right? Is that it? Oh, man. Oh, Gertie. Oh, Gertie. She probably smelled it. The fun we're having. Yeah, it smelled the fun <laughs> we're having. She misses So what the fuck damn. is going on? I have I no know, idea. Man. I have <laughs> no <laughs> idea. What do you yeah, mean? zero idea. With this game. <laughs> we lost. To, a a tower just destroyed. And yeah. Oh, Thaldeus destroyed the tower. You think so? Thinking. Wow. Yeah, well, think lightning too. and thunder. I mean, unless Jamie forgot that Thaldeus does lightning and thunder, but somehow I doubt that. But why would he destroy the tower? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's harshly judging something that happened here. Because Thaldeus yeah. is the god of judgment, right? He is, yeah. That's and true. like retribution and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my guess too. So maybe something bad happened here. I mean, obviously some bad shit like yeah, but why is he here. waiting till I we think, decided to explore? I think it? when we discovered it, like it was discovered in the eyes of him too. Maybe I don't know. No, 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 no. That's maybe too deep. When we discovered what? When we discovered the pizza, all the treachery going on. He he's like, oh, they're. But he would have known before oh, like that. We've uncovered it. I mean, they. Yeah. I don't know that he would have known because Morrigan was clearly hiding it from Vale. Yeah, yeah. And, know. and the candle keepers were hiding it from Vale. So yeah. So Morgan is a woman. No, I. We I don't know. Assumed that Morgan was a woman. We don't know. Got it. I assumed it too, but I don't think we know. <laughs> okay, we don't know. Hey, Jamie's back. Hey, Jamie. Is Morgan a woman? For sure. You don't know, but the voice is definitely. Um, oh yeah. Feminine sounding. Oh okay. Uh, right. and Morrison and Noah fucking guessed it right. And, Jared. What did you guys guess? Woman. <laughs> oh. Pretty good. Come on. Well, Jamie's gone again. I want a cheeseburger so bad. Get one. So there's this place called Hinterhof. No, you won't like it because it's German, but... David Hinterhof? <laughs> 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 it's really good food. It's like vegan German food. It's amazing. Sounds evil. Germans. Yeah, it's good. You know, Hitler was vegan. Hitler was Jewish. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> what just happened? Crobin uh, just landed in your right. outstretched arms, right. whiskers. And the chest flipped open, revealing. Revealing. We will find out next time oh, what is inside. Oh, oh come the on. Chest. Bastard. You fucking. Can I bastard. hold Crobin's head to my shoulder in that you embrace? Do. Cool. Oh, yeah. Pen just comes running up to you and goes, Yeah, we got it! Yeah! Got what? I don't know! Let's look inside! And everything freezes. Thank you for... (laughs) (laughs) That's all, folks! That was my porky pig robin. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all very much uh, for listening to this podcast. We love you. Um, Especially during these trying times... You know, Ugh. we really appreciate you. Just, you know, with all the craziness that's going on, you know, this, you know, I tell you, when one time 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jamie, are you, you know, Mike? You know what I'm broken. saying? Like, you know Jamie's what I'm saying? <laughs> we did have, no, but seriously. We did have a lot of technical issues this recording. Yeah, we, we really did. did. Yeah, a lot of things going on. And we apologize in the for those, of course. You know, of we're course. doing a whole transition to a whole new system, so I hope you'll bear with us while we get it yeah. all. Yeah. Hopefully, out. they won't yeah. hear any of them because yeah. you guys will edit it out. I think we'll fix it. <laughs> That's a good point. But if you heard any mice clicking or crackling in this episode, it's Jared. It's David's fault. God damn it. It's Jamie and Jared. Uh, so thank you all very much. You all are awesome. Uh, please, guys, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. It really helps podcasts reach more people, especially up and budding widow podcasts like us, because Aww. we're super independent. We're just widow pod babies. So cute. Yeah, we're, we're widow widow babies. Oh, God. Yeah, we are. Uh, and if you write a re- review for us, we will give you a shout out. Um, so please write a review, tell a friend, uh, we might name a character in the world after you. Hint, hint, excitement, eyebrow wiggle. Huh? Huh? Wink, wink. <laughs> Is this getting you? Is this getting you excited? It's getting me excited. That's fantastic. You know what makes me excited? When people go on our Ko-Fi webpage, our little tip jar, ko-fi.com slash mqbd, and just throw a little spare change our way to buy us pizza. Because I don't know if you guys knew this, but we are ordering individual pizzas to yeah. each of our houses now. and Five times as many pizzas. Well, yeah, actually, what we will need now, it seems like, is Mike's, because that was all yeah. the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. It's true. So, all the Basically, all the equipment that we had bought for the podcast, we now can't use. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Which is super cool. Uh, I, you know, I bought it, we bought it with our own money out of our own mm-hmm. pockets, and then we started a Ko-Fi, and... Uh-huh. It perfect timing because we need all new gear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. But anything you guys do for us to help us get the word out or otherwise really helps us and we really appreciate it. And we want to recognize somebody this week, somebody special. Isn't that right, Jared? That's right. We got a very special shout out today. This one goes to one of my students. Uh, we play D&D together as well. Uh, basically, it's like a D&D club. And somehow he did find this podcast, and he Uh-oh. listens to it. Uh, he has been known to go as Jackpot or Old Jackson, but he wants me to shout him out today as none other than Danatron. Danatron is a great yeah. player. Uh, he loves splitting the party as much as possible and making crazy decisions. <laughs> Sounds like you. Sounds yeah. like you, Jared. He does play exactly like me. It's awesome. Uh, Dan Tron has also started DMing and he's doing a great job, so watch out, Jamie. Oh no, he's gonna take my position! Uh, and that's what I'm training him for. Not only is Danatron amazing at D&D, but he also has a Twitch account that he wants you guys, everyone listening, to follow him on. So it's- Is the username Danatron? It is. Twitch.com backslash Danatron says hi. Twitch.com forward slash Danatron says hi. Wait, there's more because Danatron what? is a Renaissance man. He also makes music. <laughs> he asks that at the end of this episode, we play one of his songs that he wrote. So stay tuned for an original song by my boy Danatron. Danatron, never change, my dude. You are my hero. Oh, wow, that was what? a hell of a shout out. Danatron yeah. must have written a pretty ridiculously good review. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Danatron. 
Danatron. That's awesome. We I am in love, love with you. Danatron, and you can take over DMing these fools any day, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Very nice. Well done, Jared. Good thinking. And also, I would like to thank Eric DeLong for writing the music. Yeah. And I would like to thank Sarah Pohl for editing the episode. Yeah. Oh my God, guys, if you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. Well, I don't. Uh, please, okay, well, David doesn't, but we do. Please at us at Magic Quest Boys on Twitter and Instagram and use our hashtag MQBD. Thank you all for listening very much. Uh, please tune in next week to find out, or possibly two weeks from now if we've changed our recording schedule, to find out what's in the chest and what are the guys going to do at what's this What's in the fire? chest? What's in the chest? Oh, God. It's a severed head. Don't chest me, David. <laughs> hey! <laughs> that was good. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.